Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan, and we're coming to you on our brand new Sunday time slot. Sunday at 7 p.m. From here on out, Stupid Sexy Podcast will air on Thursdays and Sundays at 7 p.m. Well, while it wasn't 7 p.m. necessarily, those were the original airtimes of new Simpsons episodes. Did you know that, Dan? Indeed. So, we're kind of, sort of, following along here. But, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we were talking about Itchy and Scratchy the movie. Yes. It originally aired on November 3rd, 1992. It's episode 6 of season 4. Of The Simpsons. Indeed. So... And the movie doesn't even come up until about halfway through the episode. <laughs> I know, it really doesn't. But, uh... <laughs> This, we mentioned this on our last episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about how Bart's actions have consequences, and they do, and this is actually a pretty good commentary on parental punishments and kids who continue to get away with stuff, so there's a lot to unpack in this episode, not as much as the Treehouse of Horror episode we just did on Thursday, but there is quite a bit here, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in. Uh, but real quickly, I just want to point out that they do make a really good Itchy and Scratchy movie joke when the Simpsons movie kicks off. Because it starts with an Itchy and Scratchy movie. That, it does. That they I actually mock. recently rewatched that opening. Yeah. So... And we are going to cover the Simpsons movie on the Stupid Sexy Podcast when we get to the point where it fits in with the release time. Well, We're summer 2007, so it's yes. like before, before season 25. <laughs> Literally before they went HD. It was before they went HD. So, Bart's writing on the chalkboard, I will not bury the new kid. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Okay, so that, that some cultures call that murder, but, you know, okay. And the couch gag, as the family sits on the couch, the couch, turns out, is inflatable and just deflates. And they just kind of sit there, confused. So, we kick off with Bart, Lisa, and Grandpa watching Star Trek Twelve. so very tired, with the old Star Trek crew on it, which is really funny. Captain Kirk is complaining about everything, how he's he's tired, and I complain, but nobody listens. Scotty's too fat to get the controls. It's good. Little little satire right at the beginning. Of course, Grandpa falls asleep immediately. And Marge and Homer are off to the parent-teacher conferences. He's like, alright, so we'll be back with dinner. What are we having? Well, that depends on what your teachers say. If you're good, pizza. If you're bad, poison. Poison. What if one of us is good and the other one's bad? I'm not making two stops. Yeah, poison pizza. <laughs> so on their way. Because Homer. Lisa knows what's up. She knows she's going to have a good report. And yeah, she looks, not. she looks right at Bart, too. <laughs> so, of course, on their way, Homer's like, how about this year? I take Lisa's teacher, and you take Bart's teacher, and Marge gets pissed immediately, because you know. You do like, that every year, and I just eat shit. <laughs> Please, Marge. All right, fine. <laughs> right, USA. That classic 
The classic Simpsons gag where when he honks the horn, the headlights go off. Yep. Which, was that ever a thing in any car ever? I don't think so. I mean, maybe it could be at some point, but... Maybe it, at one point when there wasn't enough power in a... <laughs> or is that the gag that Homer's go. got such an old foreign car <laughs> that it does stuff like that? So, one thing I thought was really weird is when they're showing up at the parent-teacher conference and everybody's dressed nicely, Willie, for some reason, is in his best Scottish formal gear. And I never really understood that one, but... So, of course, Homer goes to see Miss Hoover, sucks in his gut to sit into the tiny the tiny desk, blows a, blows a raspberry, to which everybody's looking at him. And here's how Homer's thing goes. Very complimentary. Miss Hoover even says that uh, you must have read to her when she was little. And it turns out he's reading the TV guide to her. Eight o'clock, happy days. The Fonz, Henry Winkler, is worried he's losing his cool. And he's like, well, I subscribe to the three R's. Reading TV Guide, writing to TV Guide, and renewing TV Guide. So that's all happening over there. Also, he gets a nice little bumper sticker to replace his Where's the Beef bumper sticker. And he needs to return the desk because it's stuck on The infamous My Child is on the honor roll at... Oh yeah, I've seen the I've seen those bumper stickers in real life. That's just yeah. Now I mean I don't have kids, so I can't judge. But I kind of feel you know it's a I I mean I I kind of get it though. It's a flex, right? It's a parental flex. My kid's really smart, and I'm gonna show it off. So I can't really fault parents for having that. I wouldn't do that personally, but I don't fault people for doing it. So let's see how Marge is doing. So first off, you can tell that Marge is getting a private sit-down because there's nobody else there. And Krabappel's got this whole box of stuff. There's a mace. There's a play dude. There's a crusty doll with a knife. And one of the atrocities that Bart committed was replacing her birth control pills with Tic Tacs. Which is actually really dangerous if you know how birth control works. That's, like, stupidly dangerous, but this is Bart we're talking about. She also has witnesses. And they start bringing him in one by one. Show us on this doll where Bart stuck the fireworks, and it just cuts to Marge's face in shock. It's up his butt, right? And, of course, it's like... We can't help that Bart's bad. And of course, it cuts to Bart going, now's our chance to be bad. So he steals Grandpa's dentures and is swinging on the ceiling fan with them. Which is actually a pretty funny little gag that they do. And then Krabappel makes Marge right on the chalkboard. I will try to raise a better child. To which, like, wait, how is this going to help him? <laughs> yeah. And then Homer starts making fun of her. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, Lisa's perfect. I don't want to hear you bad-mousing Lisa. I'm talking about Bart. Oh, yeah, and he, he like, leaves and thanks everybody, and they thank him, and he's like, Mr. Simpson, we're going to need your chair back. Yeah, we need our desk back, please. (laughs) So he's like, you know, I believe that with the right discipline, even the lowly student can become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. 
And he's like, yeah, there's been lots of great Chief Justices. Warren Burger, mmm, Burger. Well, what if we can't get around to him? Well, there's no sink telling how low he'll go. And Marge has that daydream about Bart being a sleazy male stripper called Bang Bang Bart. They don't even like him. And yeah. they just, like, hit it. He gets hit in the head with the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, they throw a bottle at him and he knocks him out. Passes out. He's fat. Dan, if you would. Scott Steiner. Oh, we got what, what Scott Steiner thinks about. What Scott Steiner Bart. think about Bart? He's fat. Thank you. So when they get home, and this is the other thing too, is like, there, there is no way that Bart was going to get away with what he's doing here. He's literally biting records and breaking them. How was he going to get away with that? And of course, when he hears the car pull up, he spits out the dentures and shatters no, them. I'll fall, I'll fall apart, which, know. which, okay, I don't know much about dentures, but I don't think they're that fragile. I don't know, maybe after he did all that stuff. Oh, maybe. So, of course, he does the hasty duct tape job and sticks them in Grandpa's mouth. And then he sits down with a book, which turns out to be the Bible. But it's upside down. Of course. Time flies when you're reading the Bible. He just puts it down. And then Grandpa's like... Yeah, Grandpa's speaking gibberish. If you don't start making sense, we're going to put you in a home. You already put me in a home. We, how about that crooked one we saw in 60 Minutes? I'll be good. He's like, look what your bad apple son did to my teeth. And Homer is like, oh, Grandpa, you and your stories. Bart broke my teeth. The nurses are stealing from me. It's like, see, this is what Bart's teacher was talking about. He does something bad and you look the other way. So Homer has to dish out a punishment. Well, Bart. Yeah, man, yeah. since you broke Grandpa's teeth, he gets to break yours. <laughs> oh, this is going to be sweet. So Marge steps in and says, Bart, we're sending you to bed without your supper. Remember that word? I hate that punishment. That punishment is dumb as a moment. That punishment uh, is bullshit. See, I'm laughing. I'd rather, I'd rather you spank your kid than not give them food. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to co-sign with you. Sending your kid to bed without food is a little less humanitarian than just smacking him on the ass. I'm going to co-sign on that one, yeah. I think I would spank my kid and let them eat their dinner. But I want to focus on the old-timey word supper. Because that's a word that's actually, like, dying out. Because that's... The... It depends where you are. It's a regional thing. Because I when I went to Canada, it was listed as supper every day. And all of us American kids were like, say what? Well, you know, most of them were like, say what? Well, I was my, like, I know, er, dinner and supper, they're, yeah, they're interchangeable. But, which, accor- but, but according to some people, those are not interchangeable words, and they have distinctive time differentials. Yes. Apparently, supper is the largest meal of the day whenever it is consumed. You know, in Hobbit speak, it's two completely different meals, too. Hobbits also get 12 meals a day, so I kind of want to be a Hobbit. So kind of, when I was in like middle school and high school, supper was actually school lunch. Oh, there you go. That was the biggest meal of the day. <laughs> and then, just a quick shout out to my father, who I know is not listening to this show. Dad, I love you, but you, you would definitely show your age when you continue to use the word supper in this day and age. Even my, mo- my mother, who is older than my father, doesn't even use that word. But, you know, that's where we are. <laughs> 
So, of course, Bart is pulling the classic the classic thing where he's whining in his room for sympathy. I love that he's actually got, like, a table set up with a flower and a vase and everything. He's got a bib on. I'm starving! And Homer's running to him. Marge has to step in again. He even envisions the dog as a pizza. He's digging through his closet for something to eat, and in a 10-year-old boy's sloppy-ass room, there's a good chance there was some form of food in there somewhere. Whether it's just like a candy bar or something. But, like, it's possible. Now, here's the best part. Bart almost learned his lesson here. Because he's learning his lesson. Homer caves. Homer shows up. Pizza. Promise me you'll be good. I promise. And then he goes, hey, hey, sucker. Sucker. And then, real quick before we get to the commercial break, is one of my favorite jokes where Grandpa sneaks into Jasper's room to steal his dentures, and Jasper pulls a gun on him. Well, well, if it isn't the Tooth Fairy. (laughs) That always cracked me up. So we've made it past Act 1, and we're going to start up Act 2 with the commercial... Coming this Christmas, the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Which Bart! The... Itchy and Scratchy movie! I know, he's melting a Bond figure in the microwave, and he immediately runs into the room to see it. And the entire promo is just Itchy doing bad stuff to Scratchy. And then... it's, it's... 50% new footage! Yeah, that's the best part! <laughs> He's got the dynamite. The girlfriend made a dynamite that kills Scratchy. He's got the uh, the sawmill's too slow, so he just chops him up himself. And while they're watching the commercial, he's like, Hey, Bart, did you take out the garbage? Indeed I did. He walks in, there's goats eating it. And he's like, Alright, boy, time for me to punish you. Well, you could do that. But of course, then you'll have to sit here and make sure that I do it. Or... You could spend the rest of the afternoon watching Spanish sitcoms. And he puts on Bumblebee Man. To which Homer's just like, run along, boy. So the, my favorite thing is that the giant Itchy and Scratchy movie billboard is one of those one of those automated ones for a marketing ploy that's spraying out mm-hmm. fake blood. And it sprays right off for this newlywed in her wedding dress. And when they notice it's Itchy and Scratchy, they just start laughing. Because Itchy and Scratchy is fun for everybody. And now Bart is just uh, smashing mustard packets with a hammer while singing Jingle Bells. Like, where do they come up with this stuff? Like, that's not even something that a... I I feel like even a normal, quote-unquote, bad kid wouldn't be doing something like that. It's just... It doesn't actually make sense. I wouldn't even even think about doing it inside. I would do it in the back patio, maybe. Let Rain take care of it. I guess. Homer goes to dish out a punishment. Reverse psychology is not going to work this time. But it doesn't matter because the ice cream truck shows up. And Homer literally shoves kids out of the way to get there first. He's like, so what were we talking about again, boy? Uh, The time you beat jury duty. Oh, yeah. The trick is to say you're prejudiced against all races. (laughs) And now Bart is literally pulling up the carpet in front of Homer and he's not doing anything about it. Like, Homer, do you want your son to be Chief Justice of the Supreme Court or a sleazy male stripper? Why can't he be both? He can be both, like the late Earl Warren. 
Earl Warren wasn't a stripper. Now he's being naive. <laughs> so we got the Ion Springfield story going on. First, we, we got a man who's been hiccuping for 45 years. Someone kill me. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If I if I hiccup for more than like five minutes, I'm over it. So yeah, at that point. Also, did you? I I read this somewhere. It was in it was in the Guinness Book of World Records that their the Guinness Book of World Records for like the guy hiccuping the longest was something insane like sixty something years. F that. My sister had hiccups like every day for like five years. Damn. It wasn't nonstop, but she would get it every day. <laughs> uh, so, my favorite part is Kent Brockman is live in Korea to show you how American cartoons get made, which is probably somewhat accurate. But I mean, the... it's somewhat like the, the, the segment from Clerks Animated. Yep. We are slaves. <laughs> we are slaves. So, we're going to discuss the first ever Scratchy cartoon, which was called That Happy Cat, and it's just... Just him walking across the street, doing a little dance walk. Yep. But they teamed him with a psychotic mouse named Itchy, and the rest was history. And me being a Disney guy, I gotta talk about the brilliance of this, because Steamboat Itchy is, of course, a fantastic ripoff of Steamboat Willie, the first ever Mickey Mouse cartoon. Mickey Mouse and Pete. Well, you know who Pete is now. Pete is technically a cat, but his his original black and white design, he actually looks like a cat. Now he really doesn't, but apparently he is. I always just thought he was more like a bulldog. But if you see classic Pete designs, he does look like a cat. So they've got the uh, the classic black and white, itchy and scratchy. Of course, you know he's it's it's almost a shot for shot remake. Until yeah, it's just itchy driving the tugboat, whistling. Yeah. And then Scratchy, sorry, Scratchy's doing it, and then Itchy shows up, right? Oh, no, Itchy's driving. Scratchy walks in, and he does the, he does his little thing from the, that happy cat thing. He does the whistle and the hat tip, and then Itchy pulls out a machine gun and blows his knees away. And as he crawls away with blood, he sticks his head in the furnace and pulls out the, the head, burned to a crisp, and just goes, oh, me, oh, my, and that's it. By the way, if you have Disney Plus and or can watch The Simpsons like we are, you can watch the Steamboat Willie short. It's like seven minutes. It's worth watching just to see where Mickey came from. It's a really, really goofy animation, animation, but it's the 1920s, so like, that's what constituted funny back then. It's it's silly animal slapstick, but it's still pretty cool to actually go back and watch just for the history. They also have the thing where they're like. Itchy and Scratchy did a series of World War II cartoons, which is also Disney and Looney Tunes, if you remember, if you know your history. Both did propaganda cartoons during World War II. You can watch Bugs Bunny and the Gremlins and Donald Duck all in cartoons mocking Nazis. And they do that here. Itchy and Scratchy now with a modernized Tom and Jerry style. Take out Hitler. And then Harry Truman shows up and kicks him in the ass. Here's all the, um... If you want to see Daffy Duck not be the ire of jokes, you have to watch the World War II era ones because it's Daffy doing shit to Hitler as opposed to Daffy getting shit done to him. Right. (laughs) 
And of course, honestly, the best one is Defira's face, the the Donald Duck cartoon, which you can actually find on YouTube. It gets pulled every now and again, but it's usually up there for pretty long periods of time. And that's the thing, right? It's a because Donald Donald is basically working for the Nazis, but it turns out it's all a nightmare. He wakes up like drenched in red, white, and blue, li- literally in the shadow of the Statue of Liberty. But it's a really good cartoon. Of course, there's caricatures mocking Mussolini and Hirohito. Because, of course, there are. But, yeah, go check that one out. The Donald Duck Nazi propaganda cartoon is actually one of the best things Disney's ever done. So. Here is the punishment that actually needs to stick. Because Bart fails to watch Maggie properly. And Maggie steals the car. So I'm just going to say that Bart absolutely deserves the punishment for this one. Oh, isn't that cute? A baby driving a car. And look, there's a dog driving a bus. My favorite part is she cuts the guy off and he does the Italian F.U. symbol with the the flip off off the chin and she does it back to him. And of course she crashes into the prison wall. This is going to lead to another great joke. Snake gets out. Yes, this leads to another, one of Dan's favorite jokes. Uh, Yeah, we're going to get to that one. So, yep. So now the punishment is in effect. You cannot see the Itchy and Scratchy movie ever. And Homer takes Bart's ticket and rips it up. Dad, you got to let me see that movie. Can't you just give me a spanking? And he just drops his pants. Yeah, get that thing away from me. Come on, go nuts. (laughs) so real quick as we cut to commercial we see snake running by dan this is one of your favorite jokes he has a vcr and then he stops looks at it oh no beta (laughs) nobody today would get that joke anymore (laughs) who's the loser in springfield with the fucking beta machine (laughs) so this is a you're not a Big Bang Theory guy, but there's a really funny joke. There's a whole episode based on it where Sheldon is struggling about whether he's going to get a PS4 or an Xbox One. And I've seen part of it. They're actually in the store, and yeah. he's like literally like laying on the ground, unable to make the decision. <laughs> yeah. And then they, he's there for so long, the store closes, so he can't make the decision. But he makes a decision on Xbox One, and as he's about to leave, he goes, although, and he's going over... And Amy's yelling at him, like, you were sure about this? He goes, yeah, but I was, I also picked the wrong format to record the, Mc, the McNair-Neal files or something like that. He's like, because he chose beta over VCR. He's like, he's like, I also stood in line in front of a case of iPods and I bought a Zune. <laughs> She's just like, he, yeah, he's convinced HD DVD would win out over Blu- Blu-ray, beta would beat VCR, and then he goes... I bought a Zune, and she goes, what's a Zune? Exactly. He goes, an MP3 player made to you, brought to you by the people who made Xbox, and like throws the Xbox down. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So yeah, even Lisa comes to Bart's aid here. She's like, you gotta let Bart see this movie. This is a defining moment of our generation. Imagine if somebody told you you couldn't watch the moon landing. One of my favorite moments also, Grandpa watching the moon landing, all patriotic. And Homer is got the headphones on and listen to the record of Yummy, 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 I Got Love in My Tummy. 
so <laughs> it's so I always forget like I always forget where the the snake bit is. Yep, it's this one. <laughs> On the show. I don't remember this is the same episode. I know this episode's got some really good classic lines in it too. That's another one like like an obscure Simpsons quote that you use in regular conversations, I'll do that on occasion. Just go, oh no, beta. And only my hardcore Simpson fan friends get it. Everybody else doesn't get it, Dan. They don't get it. So, of course, as opening day hits, everybody, the line is literally snaking from the theater to the Simpsons house where Bart's watching it. Homer's like, someday you're going to thank me. And he's like, you know, when I was your age... He starts telling a story about how he hit his head. The doctors thought I might have brain damage. What's the point of this story? I like stories. Come on, boy. Watch anything you want on TV. Ah, TV sucks. I know you're mad at me right now, so I'm going to let that slide. The best part is Bart even says, like, no movie can compare to the imagination of a 10-year-old boy, and then all he can imagine is Itchy and Scratchy just standing there doing nothing. Even though they're still looking at their watches. Yeah. So, of course, Lisa comes home. It's like, how was it? Wasn't that good. I'll be honest. It was the greatest movie I've ever seen. And then a fantastic reference to The Simpsons themselves. You wouldn't believe the celebrities that did cameos. Dustin Hoffman, Michael Jackson. They didn't use their real names, but you could tell it was them. He's trying to read a novelized version of it. Which And then there's Nelson and... Uh, Millhouse. Millhouse. Who, you know, you know, they super don't get along, but they're talking, I've seen the movie ten times! You guys must be getting pretty tired of that movie now. Only someone who's never seen the movie would say something like that. Get him! Even his own best friend, dude. <laughs> dude, and even, even Marge is, is going in. Like, Homer, can we talk to you? But then you, I won't be watching TV. You can see my situation. He's like, Homer, it's been two months. I think you've made your point. He's like, oh, come on, Marge. I want Bart to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Like, he's so hung up on that at this point. And now we cut to the big day where it finally comes. The billboard comes down with Springfield Barber College. Probably not the best idea for that blood ad, but... And it's the final day of the Itchy and Scratchy movie, after nine months and tons of Academy Awards. Now, live like Independence Day was was in the theater from Memorial Day until like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it's like tomorrow a new movie starring Liza Minnelli and Mickey Rourke will air. Will it be as popular? Only time will tell. And then Bart's like, "Well, Dad, you won." It's like, "No, son, we both did. You don't know this now, but." One day you are going to thank me for this. And sure enough, as we cut to the future, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Bart Simpson, and his dad stumble upon a theater showing classics of animation, the itchy and scratchy movie playing with Beauty and the Beast. And he's like, well, how about that? What do you say? All right, son, you learned your lesson. So after dishing out $650 for two tickets... For the senior discount and the discount for of Justice of the Supreme Court. Also, a guy ordering Soylent Green. Yep. Another great reference, too. They, uh, so they, they watch the movie, and Homer goes, which one is the mouse? 
Itchy. Itchy's a jerk. <laughs> he sure is, yep. And of course, the movie itself starts off the classic method, just like the cartoon. <laughs> He's got Scratchy tied to the train tracks, but the the train engineer won't let him in. So, he goes to school, he graduates, he hangs up his diploma, he gets a job, just so he can drive the train and take out Scratchy. And that is Itchy and Scratchy the movie, where Maggie going on a vehicular rampage prevents Bart from ever seeing the movie he was meant to see. Mm-hmm. But, so but really good episode. What do you think? It had one of my favorite moments and one another classic moment shortly after. And I do like that there's that, that underappreciated joke. The doctor said I might have brain damage. What's the point of the story? I like stories. I love when they throw throw jokes like that in there. Like, like Fry, you've got that brain thing. I already did. Maybe just learn to talk like a parlor trick, like Fry. Like Fry, like Fry. They get some great jokes in their Futurama. So... Moving on to some trivia here. Uh, Kent Brockman, with the Sweatshop Animated, actually offended Rough Draft Studios, which is the studios that works on the episode. In fact, one of their their, uh, studio creators, the overseas supervisor, Greg Vanzo, almost refused to work on it. So, yeah. It's just a joke, guys. Relax. Okay, if you watch The Simpsons and you are, like, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, religious, atheist, Democrat, Republican, you're going to be offended. So, I'm sorry, but don't watch The Simpsons if you're that easily offended, because this show gets everybody, including Korean sweatshop animators. So, I don't know if you caught this at all, Dan, but... When they were buying the movie ticket in the future, the sign, do not sell a ticket to this boy with Bart on it, was still in there. Because I actually didn't catch that. I don't think I did either. We have a character debuting for the very first time. Bumblebee Man. This is our first appearance of him. When drawing the Steamboat Itchy sequence, the animators jokingly referred to it as the Steamboat Lawsuit. Dave Silverman explained that he did not know why they weren't sued, because there's a shot right out of Steamboat Willie in the episode. What's the what's the rule on public domain? Do you know it's it? It's a certain amount of time after they can no longer claim copyright. Yeah. And then at that point, anybody can do whatever they want with it. That's like there's a million copies of Night of the Living Dead available on YouTube because it's public domain. Right, right. Well, and when did Night of the Living Dead come out? Anyone can write a Dracula story or anything. You you can do anything with the character Dracula. Because Joker family does not have the rights to it. It is public public domain. domain. But at the same time, some stuff is still protected, like uh, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind. 
Well, yeah, a lot of copyright law changed in the mid of this last century. Um, My God, so, it's so weird to say that. A, according to any like old thing, like any old school style stuff, Mickey Mouse would be public domain at this point. Right. Because it, it was the whole idea in the olden days that <clears throat> you've made your money, let somebody else come up with an idea, even if it's with the same character or whatever. Let them try to make their money. Like, you, you've had your time kind of thing, and it now belongs to the people. But they have, as evidenced <laughs> by all these companies, they are able to continue making money on 80-year-old IPs. So <laughs> That's true. Just imagine one day in the future when The Simpsons becomes public domain. That's one of the one things I don't think it, I don't think it ever will because, because it'll still be going. It's still long after we're, long after we're dead, it'll still be going. I mean, you think about all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, Walt's dead. And that's all going. Uh, think about all kinds of stuff. Like, well, yeah, we we'll cover this one. Guy on that a... made Star Trek died twenty five years ago, maybe even longer. <laughs> James Bond is still going. Yep. And there's not even. They only have, like, what, four books left to, to draw stories out of, too? Well, it's because out of, like, the last ten movies, two have been based on books. So. Right. So, they're making up their own stuff now. I actually have newer writers have been writing books for the last 30, 40 years. Right. And I think they've only made one movie out of the the most recent guys' books. So... It's just the way things are nowadays. So, um, during the table read of the script, the first act got many laughs, the second act got little positive reaction. So Algene actually thought the script would require a huge rewrite, even though the third act got a positive reaction. But that's just it. The second part of the script was designed to be consequential. It's about Bart being a shit to the point where he gets a big... Right. A big punishment. A punishment maybe not fit for that specific crime, or maybe so, but it's a cumulative punishment. Right. Punishment. Episode aired a year after Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. You know that has the original cast in it, so where do you think they drew inspiration for Star Trek XII from? <laughs> that one's actually one, uh, one of the good ones. Uh, Norman Mailer is the author behind the Itchy and Scratchy novelization. Yes, I noticed that it said Norman Mailer. Yeah. So, that, I, I got a kick out of that, too. <clears throat> of course, they do say that the episode, or the uh, movie is coming out in cr for Christmas, but the episode is not set in Christmas season. And, in fact, when the movie is leaving theaters, it's actually autumn. And it's been open for nine months. So that is an error. This also aired on presidential election night 92. So to go back in history, kids, that was when Bill Clinton got elected president of the United States over George Herbert Walker Bush. The Simpsons have been around since George freaking Bush was president. I want everybody to let that sink in. And I ain't talking about W. 
I'm talking about the original George Bush. Holy crap, everyone. This is how long The Simpsons has been around for. Because that's what? One, two, three, four, six presidents? And how many of them got reelected? All but two. Yes. So that, there are eight year spans. There is a, what the, there is a 24 year span with only three presidents. And, and the Simpsons was still going. That's when, that's when like we slowed down the number really really bad because you think about only, we only had presidents for a couple hundred years yet. We're at forty something still. Forty six yeah. as of the re- as we of the recording 40, of this episode. We were at forty when I was born, and it's just like, oh, you know why? Because only two have been not reelected. <laughs> yep, that's which is nuts when you think about it. In fact, this Bush was not reelected. Not. So, and get ready for some Bill Clinton jokes because they make tons of them on this show. That's actually something I was I was thinking about when it comes to like satirization of the presidents, like who act- actively gets mocked, and like Clinton, it kind of happened to Bush was more focused from Family Guy, and then they have the Obama reference on Rick and Morty with their president, and then I mean lots of things took shots at Trump, but not really as president. They would just take shots of Trump as a person. So it makes me wonder where the future is going with like how they how how they're satirizing what's current at the time. I mean, at the same time, the South Park when the South Park movie aired, Saddam Hussein was still in charge of Iraq and they were openly mocking him. So then they did See, the Bin you're Laden a stuff big and red ass. Who am I supposed to pretend you are? Liza Minnelli? <laughs> Every now and again you understand South Park stuff. I've seen the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, our last bits of trivia are actually in the spoiler section, which doesn't happen a lot on Simpsons stuff. So, for the Itchy and Scratchy movie shown at the end, Mike Reese felt it should top all other Itchy and Scratchy cartoons in terms of violence. And John Schwartzwelder wrote the most disturbing, horrible sequence, and none of it got used. Oy. The other the other thing in the trivia here, and this is something I actually thought about, was that this, if the movie, he didn't get to see it until 40 years later, the movie was never released on home video. Find that kind of interesting, right? The, uh, the Disney Vault. Yup. In fact, Bart, of course, because, you know, this is how these things work. In the season 24 episode, Adventures in Baby Getting, Bart and his family are watching the Itchy and Scratchy movie in the theater in 3D. So, forget canon, because this is The Simpsons. But that's going to wrap up this episode here. A good episode. Fun episode. And with all of our extensive talk, longer than our review of Treehouse of Horror 3, according to my timestamp here. So, there you have it, folks. But it's a good episode. It's it's worth your time to watch. Uh, all the Season 4 episodes are. 
So when we come to you back on Thursday, we are going to review Marge Gets a Job. This is a, a very interesting Marge-centric episode. And Marge doesn't get a lot of good starring role episodes. We kind of talked about this on a previous recording. That she doesn't always get the best starring roles. Uh, this one's pretty good, though. And then next Sunday will be New Kid on the Block, which is another really classic episode with, I think, the first real love interest of Bart, right? If I'm not mistaken. And there will be several of them as we go throughout the show. Almost always voiced by a famous actress. In this case, it will be uh, Sarah Gilbert. And that's what we have coming up here. Check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. New content on the way. Go to the website, ckccradio.com. Go to the podcast section and check out all the great stuff we have to offer. That is going to wrap up this edition of our wonderful Simpsons podcast. We will see you guys back here on Thursday, our new time slot, for another stupid sexy podcast. Because like I'm podcasting nothing at all.